What is going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Split Division Podcast. I'm your host today, Nathan, with the Packers, joined by Gerbs Talking Lions. And we have Nick today subbing in for Max Talking Bears. Um, Gerbs, you told me when we, when I joined, you said, good day to be a Lions fan for once. <laughs> long, first in a long time, it's a good day to be a Lions fan. Um, they introduced their new GM today. How are you feeling? Talk to me about your, your thoughts on the Lions right now, and then later on we'll get more into... Um, you know, Packers stuff, as obviously the Packers are still playing in the playoffs, and we'll talk about the Bears a little bit. But talk to me about the Lions and how you're feeling right now. Yeah, so Brad Holmes, uh, since last week's episode, you know, it was confirmed, I think, like not long after that Brad Holmes would be the new uh, general manager for the Detroit Lions, which there's a lot to like about that. I mean, you're talking about a guy who started as a PR intern for the Rams and then worked his way up through that organization from being, you know, an the guy fetching coffee for their like PR department and media department to being the guy making the draft picks basically. So like, there's a lot to like about this guy. I mean, and you know, everyone always talks about Detroit's whole blue collar mentality, how tough of a city we are, all that stuff. But like, here's a guy who like really does kind of encompass like everything you want. And just a general manager in any city for any team is just this guy who worked his ass off to get where he is Nothing has been handed to him in his career. And I mean, uh, I think what was what spoke out the most is that um, the Lions front office reached out to Sean McVay. And uh, for the life of me, I can't remember like the um, the the general manager, the owner of the Rams names. But, you know, they reached out to all of them and, you know, asked, like, what do you think about like Brad? You know, like we want your honest opinion. And it was nothing but praise of like how much this guy, you know, like not in a bad way they knew that like they were so happy to see him get a gm spot that they weren't even like too upset that he was leaving the team because they were just like this is a job he deserved he earned and so that felt good and his press conference was the most anti bob quinn matt patricia era thing i've ever heard of just there was no ego there was no this team's a disaster and i have to fix it it was hey yeah there's some weak points and i'm gonna bring in some guys and work with who we have and Let's just, he's like, I'm not going to, this isn't a rebuild. This is a retooling of everything. He's like, we got to see what we have and we're going to see what needs fixing and what's good. I'm like, I love this positive mindset. No, I'm the old, like Bob Quinn went in as I'm the smartest guy in the room. I'm making all the decisions. And just to see Holmes come in and go, this is going to be a team effort from everyone in this front office, every member of the coaching staff and all of the players like together. I'm like, this is. The first time I've heard that ever as a Lions fan, first of all, you know, bringing in Chris Spielman as well. And, you know, just all that was great. And now, you know, we have coaching prospects coming in. I think that's what's helping now. Um, But yeah, like Holmes, man, like what a good hire. And I think for you Lions fans listening, all you need to know about why he's good is we drafted Ebron and in the next pick he drafted Aaron Donald. So... (laughs) That's it. It's he's the one who drafted Aaron Donald. That's all you need to know. <laughs> like, you know, he he was the director of college scouting for the last few years. And he has I mean, you look at the Rams, you know, Jared Goff, say what you will, not the worst pick, but, you know, it's the first overall pick and you need a quarterback. He took who was best available. But, you know, he drafted Aaron Donald. He drafted, you know, late round hits like Cooper Cup, you know, just. He got some guys that will fill, you know, his track record with guys who can get depth on this team are going to be so good. But then other than that, uh, head coach Dan Campbell, 
is coming in now. Um, you know, he was the Saints tight ends coach and assistant head coach, but most notably 2015 interim Dolphins head coach who took a team that was like 0-4 or something to start and actually got them a winning record. So, you know, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this guy. Uh, he's a former Lions tight end, and most importantly, he played for the Lions in 2008. So he knows what it's like to go 0-16 as a Detroit Lion. And, you know, he's had that taste in his mouth, and he never wants to have that ever again. You can, live, so you think, can deal with that. You can deal with anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, his mentality going in now with this team, he's like he's a total meathead, just jock, like, bro kind of guy. But, like, just every Dolphins player who played under him, every Saints player who played under him has had nothing but praise of, like, his intensity is in the right place. Matt Patricia had intensity that just pissed guys off. Campbell has the intensity that gets guys motivated and gets guys going. And then now there's reports today that um, Aaron Glenn, who was the secondary coach for um, New Orleans, is going to be the new defensive coordinator in Detroit. So he's coming along. And we're talking about a guy who's a, you know, I think he had like a 14-year NFL career, three-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler, who has since been a general manager for an indoor football league a scout for the Jets, and then has worked his way up the coaching ladder in the pros from there. So, like, this is a guy who has, like, just very knowledgeable. And I think coolest connection of all is that he was a coach for, like, uh, for Jeff Akuda at a seven-on-seven, like, football league back in the day. So now all of a sudden, here's Akuda linked up with this amazing secondary coach and, you know, this guy who was an, a very distinguished NFL corner who now has this young talent of Oruwarie and Akuda to work with, and Tracy Walker and Will Harris in the as, at safety? I think I'm optimistic right now. <laughs> like this is, and not the normal Lions. Like I'm crazy about it. Like from a realist standpoint, this is like good. And now all that's left is offensive coordinator. Which honestly, keep Daryl Bevel. Like let's just keep one thing consistent. But yeah, I. Yeah, it's a good day to be a Lions fan. For the first time in a really goddamn long time, it's a good day to be a Detroit Lions fan. Lots to be gonna, excited about here. I was going to say, it's it's nice to see you optimistic about the Lions because, you know, we do these over and over, and it's just like after a while, it's just you're, you're always coming in upset about something, and rightfully so, and it's good yeah. to see you, you know, optimistic. What would you say your optimism level is, like, 1 to 10 skill right now going forward? I'm at, like, a 9 right now. After Holmes's press conference today especially – just everything he said was just so not about him and so much about this team that I was just like, I love this guy. Like, you know, right away, he was one of those let's get to work, but not in a – he really doesn't see himself as, like, the messiah of this team. You know, he's not going to come in and save everything. He's here to just make things better and bring in the guys that can help do it. And I'm – and plus, the, I, I forgot to say I want to throw in one more thing is the Lions also have kind of – for a really long time, general manager has done everything from personnel to, you know, the football side and like the business aspect of the general manager stuff. Now we broke it up and we have a guy who's sold out of his salary cap and looking at contracts and dealing with that. And Holmes, who's going to just be doing all the scouting and drafting. So it's very much football and business separated now, which I think will make a huge difference. But yeah, it's a lot to be excited about here. I'm definitely at like a nine out of ten. It yeah. would be 10, but I'm a Lions fan, and I have to have, you know, I have to <laughs> keep myself in check a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, 
We'll now shift over to the Bears a little bit. Uh, since our last podcast, Chuck Pagano retiring, um, and then you have other stuff to talk about. I know there's been tweets liked about Deshaun Watson and stuff and all that's going on, rumors flying around. So, uh, Nick, talk to me about, you know, talk about Chuck Pagano retiring and, yeah, just how you're feeling like, going forward, um, your thoughts and all that stuff. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm not as excited as a Lions fan right now with what's going on with the Bears. Uh, it's it's a little all over the place. There's a lot of uncertainty what's going on. Um, in regards to Chuck Pagano, I think he's a great football like person overall. I mean, 30 years in you know the NFL, you can't really match that with the knowledge, the experience, the people he's impacted. But he didn't uh, come up to the pace of what was the new NFL, how to run that defense, and also you know, really unlock the potential. You know, Vic Fangio had that figured out to a T. And, you know, he really didn't have that much different of a roster or defensive roster in 2019 uh, and 2020. So the fact that it declined significantly, sure, you can put age into a factor. Sure, you can, you know, throw in there that we didn't have Amos anymore. You know, Nathan, I'm sure you love that because he's a Bears Bears killer now. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I I think Chuck Pagano, you know, really swung and missed. And I think retiring for him was the best thing he could have done. Again, it was an inspiration beating cancer, inspiration to players, um, you know, for 30 years. Great overall NFL mind in person, but he just wasn't the answer for this Bears defense. Um, I really like who the Bears are interviewing. Uh, I believe they just interviewed today uh, the Dallas Cowboys corners coach who led the Vikings. I know we don't have anyone representing the Vikings, but when the Vikings were that top 10 defense from the, you know, from 2010 to like 2017, he was their defensive coordinator. So um, I, I like that pickup. I can't remember the name of the Cardinals ex defensive coordinator, but when the Cardinals were like stupid good a couple years ago, um, he was their defensive coordinator. So sorry, sorry. I don't have my notes out uh, in regards to those names, but uh I, I like what the Bears are doing. They have good internal candidates too. But here's my take is that w- Wade Phillips jokingly said, I'm willing to come out of retirement. And the Bears love old defensive coordinators like Wade Phillips as a defensive coordinator who worked with Danny Trevathan on the Super Bowl Cowboys. I think would I think might be a you know a decent option, but uh who knows with that. But I'm I'm sad for Chuck, but happy he's gone at the same time trying to be a a nice person about it. But um, in regards to that, I think things are going just fine um, for the, like the bears in that front. They still have a a very talented defense before any trades um, that are happening. Uh, Like going into trades. I know a lot of people are like, who are we going to get rid of for Deshaun Watson? And, uh, you know, just being like a real Bears fan, just like everyone calm down. Like just there's the chances of getting him with the Bears cap and the amount of talent we would have to get up, give up is insane. You know, I kind of like I thought I thought about this yesterday uh, was that we could have gotten Deshaun Watson for one pick. Right. You know, drafted him. But now we have to give up two first round picks, a third round pick, Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson. Like, no, just everyone like. When's the last time you guys had a first round pick to begin with? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We haven't had a first round pick since since we uh Rokon Smith, which was two years ago. Yeah. Because <laughs> so it's absolutely ridiculous. Like Ryan Pace, well, right well, here's the thing, Max, is that Ryan Pace sucks in the first round. <laughs> and besides Roquan Smith, he's had bad luck with Kevin White. 
He's at bad luck with Leonard Floyd, who of course becomes good on uh, the Rams. <laughs> and then he decides to trade up for Mitch Trubisky. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a dumpster fire over here in Chicago with first-round picks. But Roquan Smith, obviously, you know, I think got snubbed. I mean, I don't know what you guys uh, feel about it, but he got snubbed at the All-Pro and Pro Bowl. I have uh, personal issues with Roquan Smith on a personal level, so. Okay, okay. <laughs> Good personal story there. there, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that uh, it would be nice. It's, it, it's nice to know that right now we do have a first-round pick moving forward, um, but I don't think that the Bears have a, you know, I think the Bears have an okay shot at it. It's, it's a, it makes sense for him to come here. But I don't think that the Bears are going to end up getting him. Just being real, if they if they get him, I would love to wake up and you know be like, okay, you know, this is great. What did we lose though? That'd be my second question. It's not even, you know, the excitement there. Um, and so, overall, I think that the Bears are going to end up drafting. That's just you know my take on everything. I think the Bears are going to pick up. You know, I did a slight mock draft, and I think that the Bears in the third round are going to take Kyle Trask out of Florida. Um, but who knows? I would love to get a guy like Matthew Stafford if he's available. I would no. love No. <laughs> uh, no. I would love to get a guy like Derek Carr. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Even Marcus Mariotto, uh, who who know I mean, like I know that's a take, but I'd I, give him a shot. Why not? I mean, he looked decent on the decent on the Raiders. Better than Mitch, let's say, but um I mean he played like half a game, but still <laughs> Yeah, that's all you need, right? I mean, yeah. people are like, go get Jalen Hurts. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> like, no, yeah, don't get Wentz. Don't, I, I don't even like Derek Carr. You know, like, I think Mariota, honestly, like, I think that's an underrated take right there. I haven't heard that idea before. But, like, getting Mariota, like, he proved himself as a starter and then just couldn't latch on anywhere yeah. this season. But <laughs> the, the one thing is that whoever we bring in as quarterback needs to have Bill Lazor fully calling the calls. I mean, I, you guys probably heard, but Alan Robinson was like, I don't know who was really calling the calls at the end of the season. And that's kind of like, yeah, we all know because there was a draw on third and 14 against the Saints. Like, that's not a Bill that Lazor. That just sounds call. like every Lions offensive coordinator ever, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Nathan, if you want to give us your offensive coordinator for a little bit, you know, it uh, seems. I'd rather not. I'd rather not. <laughs> Um, but you know, the, the last thing I really want to hit the last like mutual thing I want to hit on is that in regards to our front office, I like Ryan Pace, you know, as weird as that sounds, I think he's done pretty good in, I mean, for a late round draft picks. I mean, he's taken some pretty good players. Um, he's gotten some under the radar kind of guys like Jimmy Graham, everyone was hating on, and then he ends up scoring nine touchdowns for the bears this year. Um, you know, there's, there's a bunch of other picks, but uh, I think J- Ryan Pace gave everything Matt Nagy wanted, and I don't like Matt Nagy. He gave Nagy everything he wanted as this offensive guru, and Nagy's the problem. It, that it's just that's that's the issue. He's you know a motivator. He's a you know he's a good hype man, but you know if the only positive thing he can talk about in press conferences is practice, you know I I don't think Matt Nagy is really the answer for this Bears team. I would have rather have had Vic Fangio as head coach. Because, you know, that guy just, I, I love Vic Fangio. I want I want a shirt that says the Godfather on it with his face, you know. I love I love Vic Fangio. Um, and the one thing that the Bears need to do right away, and I think Ryan Pace should have done right away, is gone out and re-signed uh, Allen Robinson. I mean, that's just a given. You look at the free agents coming up this year, like the next good wide receiver free agent is Kenny Galladay. And, you know, is he leaving Detroit? 
who knows? I, I don't I don't think so. Now that you have this this good GM that it looks like so far, that makes players want to stay. And so. we have ridiculous cap space. So yeah, well but hey, Marvin Jones, okay, so Marvin Jones is also available. Actually, basically every Lions wide receiver from this season, aside from Quintez Cephas, is available. So just watch any of our highlights and just like pick <laughs> one and you can have them. Okay. Well, you know, I would do a two for one swap maybe with Robinson, but uh <laughs> but at the same time, like you, like Alan Robinson's 27. And if you look, I don't know if you guys like, I'm kind of a nut when it comes to like age in the NFL. Cause it, it comes, it, it hits you fast. And Alan Robinson's like the youngest top 25 guy. Like it, it's kind of absurd. So if the bears were to make a free agency splash, do it internally. Um, and then bring back Cordell Patterson for sure. Cause you know, having a return man is just dangerous. And then Cairo Santos. So, there's a lot the Bears can do. They already have their front office lined up, but this is a make-it-or-break-it year for the Bears. Like, I, I, if we go 8-8 eight and eight again, I, I don't know. I, I might have to, you know, just turn off my TV for three years and never check <laughs> on. But, yeah, so that, that's, uh, that's all that's going on in Bears news, but definitely more to come. But uh, nothing too exciting unless you're a Bears fan waiting for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> so speaking a- of Watson, sorry, before we get to the Packers, because I've been getting, I've been seeing these like people proposing trades of the Lions trading like Stafford and our first round pick for Watson, which is just stupid to me. But like, where do you think he'll end up? Because I don't think it's going to be Detroit. I don't think it's going to be Chicago. I think it's Miami. Miami? Because Miami. they have so much capital. I mean, like, they, like, the, the Texans have no first round. Yeah. Like, we want to talk about just the Bears. drafted no- Tua. At some point, they got to slow down. With, like, they had Josh Rosen, they had Tua, they have, <laughs> like, I mean, they got to slow down with these first-round pick quarterbacks. They could, just, they, could, I mean, they could try to trade Tua or something, I guess. I mean, yeah. if you get Sean Watson, he's your hey, guy. you guys could get so. Tua. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's do a three-way trade for Tua. I mean, no. I would be totally fine with that. Um, I, I think I, you guys I, should re-sign Mitch, honestly. Yeah, uh, honestly, me too. I think that would be I'd a be great, great decision, with especially with uh, the Lions boosting the their uh, secondary this year. So, you know, you this didn't mean to turn into a roast session really fast. This is right? what they always no, turn I didn't, I didn't need this turn. tonight. <laughs> Anytime Mitch Trubisky comes up, it just automatically turns to fuck the Bears. Like it's did just. You, hey, did you know happened. that? Did you know that they traded up over and they took him over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson? Did you know that? Really, I, I didn't. Yeah, that's what actually happened. I no idea, oh, man. Ryan, did they wait? Did they trade up like? To like the second overall pick or something for him. They trade up one spot. Yeah. Yeah. And they trade up all these picks. They gave up all to these jump picks. Jump a it's defensive like, lineman. Listen, listen, I think I I think I think the one thing everyone can agree on is that Mitch Trubisky is a good community guy. And yes. that's that's it. Yeah, that's what yeah. Max always says. He's like he's a likable guy. Like he's a good human being. Like on the field. You can't like, hate Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Like it's just you it's hard. It's so it's hard because He's just well, such a good guy. And as a member of the as a member of the NFC North fan base as a whole, and not a Bears fan, I also can't hate Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, nobody can hate him. Bears fans can't hate him because he's a nice guy. Everyone else hate does can't hate him because he sucks and he yeah. bears chances. So because he creates quarterback controversies for you guys every year so far, and then it <laughs> leaves some question mark on your offense that we can exploit. So <laughs> if the Bears take a quarterback in the first round again this year, like if the I, I don't I don't know Wilson baby everyone's just gonna be like that guy's automatically a bust <laughs> oh my god I would uh, and if everyone I 
I remember the exact moment. I know I, I promise we'll get to the Packers in a second. Oh, yeah, I remember the exact moment in place I was when Mitch Trubisky was drafted. I was at school at Illinois State. I was standing in the hallway of my fraternity house, and I was trying to rush to a TV, and I look in, and I hear Mitch Trubisky, and not one person celebrated. It was, <laughs> It literally was the cartoon. Who? And I was yeah. like, Oh my well, god. That's how like I was watching the draft with my buddies. We have this thing of like we write out all our like first round pick like guesses. And I literally wrote Bears trade up for Mitch Trubisky and everyone's like no fucking way. And I just held like I have the piece of paper somewhere where it's like my whole first round thing I got like just about every other pick wrong, but I said Bears trade up for Mitch Trubisky and everyone's like not Watson, not Mahomes. I'm like, "Nah, man." And I called it and to this day that is like my happiest moment of my life was the Bears trading up for Trubisky and me guessing that would happen. So you want to write Bears get Deshaun Watson in a straight up trade for Robert Quinn cuz that'd be cool. Nah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like with the Deshaun Watson thing it's like the final four teams in the playoffs right now, it kind of just shows, like, you need a quarterback to be one of the best teams. Like, it's just not going to – you're not winning a Super Bowl without at least a good quarterback, like, one of the best. Um, ex- unless you somehow – I was going to say, unless you have Nick Foles, who just somehow turns into one of the best quarterbacks. And look who he's on now. <laughs> but you got you to gotta get him to the playoffs as your starter for that to happen, though. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. But right. hey, I Nate, feel like – I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I mean, I feel like there's almost, I don't want to say that it's, you can't give up too much because there's a price for everything, but it's like, if you can get Deshaun Watson, I just feel like you you do it no matter what because just having him at least gives you a chance and it's like they have a decent defense still. They have talented players. With Robinson, going back to Robinson, I have him on my dynasty team oh. and I have been, I traded him away. And then I traded back for him, and now I'm just holding on to him, hoping that he goes to finally a good quarterback. I don't even care if it's on the Bears, if they bring in a Deshaun Watson or somehow. Get him a good quarterback so I can just – I have a ton of receivers on my team, but if he has a good quarterback, he's going to be an absolute stud. So I'm looking forward to hopefully him getting one. The problem is is that um, the, the Bears – the biggest gamble the Bears took was with pace, and the reason why is because if we were to trade our next – two or three first-round picks for Watson. Let's say things don't pan out in Chicago. Another 8-8 eight and eight season, pace is gone. No one wants is going to want to come GM the Chicago Bears. Yeah. It's going to be such... It's going to be a dumpster fire. There's going to be no first-round picks again for a couple of years. It's basically going to be like the Texans, yeah. Yeah, but then also you're going to have an old Khalil Mack, an old Hakeem Hitt. Like, it, this... This year is so crucial. Like, Bears fans have no idea how crucial this year is. So, yeah. but... But what I wanted to get to with you, kind of like moving into the Packers, how are you feeling about the Packers playing the Bucks, who kind of, you know, stomped on the Pack earlier this year? What's going? What are you feeling, Nathan? Playoff Brady, baby. <laughs> well, playoff Brady is good, but I, I already tweeted right when I found, like, right when that game basically ended the Saints-Bucks, I was like, I, like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but the Week 6 game basically tells us nothing about how this game is going to go. And I, I don't want to just be like... Oh, it's a fl- like just talk out of my ass. Like it's a fluke, and it doesn't matter just because we lost. So like, if you actually look into it and you look look at how it happened, how each team has played since then, that game was a fluke. Like the Packers go up 10-0 in that game. We're moving the ball fine. Then Rodgers throws a pick six. They go down, or then we get the ball back. Ball goes right off Devontae's hands. 
They get another pick, almost a pick six, end up scoring. All of a sudden, they're up 14-10. Things just spiraled from there. And it just became a weird game where – and the, the Bucks defense was playing out of their minds that first part of the season. I think they were first in overall, like, defensive EPA per play allowed. Since then, they've been, like, 19th, and they've been, like, 18th in the pass or something along those lines. They've fallen off pretty dramatically since then. Um, whereas the Saints were a team that actually, like, did the opposite. They kind of became one of the best defenses um, in the second half of the season, whereas the Bucks kind of fell down a little bit. They're still a good defense, but it's not – if we can beat the, we just put up 32 on the Rams. If we can put up 32 on the Rams, we can put up 30 plus on any defense. And it's at Lambeau. It's not the same game whatsoever. The pat, I'm, I'm pretty confident right now. I'm not gonna get. Tom Brady scares me. Like that was the one thing that I was like, I just, you never know with Tom Brady in the playoffs because like, he can play a bad game and he'll find some way to win the game. I don't somehow his magic. He'll work his magic to get a win somehow. But, um, I just looking at that week six game is like. I don't really, it doesn't really tell you anything. Like I, okay. Like we had a bad game against them and it was, I mean, it was awful. But if you look at that compared to every game we've had after that, we had, a, we had great offensive games, pretty much every game, except for there was a Panthers game late in the season where um, it was a short week and we just kind of threw a ton of short passes. And that was that. But um, every other game we played the Colts, we played the bears twice. We've played the Rams. Now we put up, 30 plus I think in every single one of those games like our offense has looked great since then and we've put up 37 on the Saints um one of the first weeks of the season like we've shown no matter who we're playing since that game we're putting up 30 and we're that, that game just has proven to be more and more of a fluke as the season has gone on so I'm not too worried and I wrote an article actually today talking a little bit about how it seems a little bit like last year where Last year, the Packers had the 49ers, and the 49ers were that team that everyone knew we don't want to face them in the playoffs because they have a great defense that can at least slow down our offense, and then our defense, our run defense sucked. Raheem Mostert had freaking 550 yards and eight touchdowns against us in that NFC Championship game. Not actually, but I was just, you know, it felt like that. Um, but they were that team that we couldn't really, like, you just knew it's going to be tough against them in the playoffs. And right away, people want to say it's kind of the same thing with the Bucks this year, maybe. Like, is that just a team we don't match up against? But again, you look at the Packers last year, and it's nothing like the Packers this year. The Packers last year had the whole season. You know, you had eight to ten games worth of offensive performances that were below average or, like, just flat-out bad. And they proved over and over again, like, this offense just isn't that good, especially when they go up against good defenses. This year, it's been the opposite. This year, it's been, they've proven over and over again that they've been really, really good. They've had two to three mediocre games. Last year, they had two to three good games. And it's like, this is like, nobody nobody last year thought that that 49ers game was a fluke. Nobody last year was like, oh, that we're going to be fine against the Niners. I think everyone going in was, okay, Niners are probably going to win unless Rodgers can just go off. Obviously, we didn't. And we never had a chance in those games either. We were down 23 three zip at half of the regular season game and 27 zip at half of the NFC championship game. And like I said, we were up 10 zero on the bucks earlier this year. So it's just different situations to me, but so I, I'm feeling good, but going back really quick to the Rams game, I just want to talk about that game for a little bit. Um, that, that was a, I don't, did I mean, did you guys watch that game? Good stuff. I mean, like, Going in, it was, okay, yes, I was a little bit worried about this Rams defense. Um, Ramsey, if he can slow down Adams, and then they have, you know, Donald wasn't fully healthy. You could tell he was 
in and out. But, um, you know, it, it was one of those things. If he can make an impact and we don't have Bakhtiari, they could just throw us off a little bit and, you know, make the game closer than it needs to be. And it did get close for a while. Like, I was a little bit nervous in the middle of the game, but I never thought we were going to lose. Rodgers was a little bit off. I missed a couple throws here and there. Um, receivers dropped passes. The defense wasn't great. Like, in the in the game, I kind of kept thinking, like, this has been kind of a bad game for us. If we can just find a way to win it, who cares? Like, just move forward with it. And then after the game ended, I was like, you know what? Like, all in all, we actually played a pretty good game. Like, Rodgers missed those throws, but then at the end of the game, I'm like, he actually overall played really well, considering, again, the defense he played against and making plays when he needs to. The receivers, you know, Lazard had a huge catch. MVS had some um, nice plays. And we all know MVS is the biggest roller coaster of all. But um, uh, Tanyan had some catches. The running game was really good. The defense, again, made plays when they needed to. So it was like, you know what, all in all, actually played a really, really good game. And I actually felt better going forward after the game than I did before the game, showing that they could put up 30-plus on a defense like that and move the ball well against a defense like that was a good sign. So, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely nervous for this game, though, against the Bucs. Like, this is – back in the day – I don't know if you guys know this. Back in the day, I was more vocal about my Rodgers-Brady, like, comparisons and stuff. So there's some there's some Patriots fans out there that really, really hate me because they think, like, oh, you, you think Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I got a lot of flack for that. I kind of toned it down lately. But this would be a huge like I there's nothing more I'd rather nothing I'd rather see more than Aaron Rodgers beat Tom Brady in a playoff game to go to the Super Bowl. So I am very nervous. I mean, but. this playoffs, though, of like you saw Brady beat, you know, other, you know, fellow future Hall of Famer Drew Brees. And then now going up against future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers, this is going to be. A great game for I mean, like just on both sides, offense and defense. For the yeah. Bucs and Packers, it's going to be a beautiful football game. And this really does feel like this is how it should be. Like, if you're going to go to the Super Bowl and win, it should be you go through Brady, you go through Mahomes or Josh Allen. Like, there's no easy road. And, like, I mean, Jared Goff, he actually played decent. But it's like he was the one, okay, you earn that game. But after that, you're going against the toughest guys. You're going against the best of the best. And Weird to put Josh I, Allen in best of the best. but you don't, You don't think so? He's been no, playing I mean, it is, like, I do think so, but it's just weird hearing this. Oh, name. I see, I see. Okay, like, yeah, especially, I mean, two years ago, it was like, this dude can't throw past 10 yards, and all of a sudden, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, overall, like, I feel pretty good about this game. Um, I, I'd give us a, if I had to put a percent chance on us winning, I'd go 65-ish percent, 65-70. Like, I'd be much more surprised if we lost than if we won, um, than if we won. But I am, it's Brady, so I'm going to give the Bucs a decent shot. That is still a good offense. And if their defense does step up like they did against us the first time, and at least, you know, they're not going to do what they did against us the first time. But if they can at least slow us down a little bit, if you get down to crunch time and it's Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, like, it's going to be back and forth. But, again, Tom Brady finds ways to win games late. So, like, you just never know with that. But if I had to put a prediction on it, I'll go Packers- 34 bucks 27 so we're Man. looking at a shootout like i i think it, it, i mean it depends if it i don't i think it's supposed to snow not a ton but i think it is supposed to snow so that could 
lowered a little bit. And but I mean, Brady's used to that, so yeah. I, that's the thing. It's like Brady's not, you know, Drew Brady Brees, and Gronk Brees. know what to do in that situation. Exactly. So with Breeze, like I was thinking, Breeze in the cold is not good at all. Breeze is like a yeah. dome. He he lives in the dome. Like that's where he makes yeah. all. That's where he does everything. And so I was, I, I would have rather played the Saints, even though their defense is better, but. Um, I'm still confident that you know going against a, going against a not amazing defense. It's hard to beat us just because you'd have to control the clock. You, things a lot of things have to go your way in order to beat the Packers in Lambeau um, without an amazing defensive performance. So that's how I'm feeling right now. But how yeah, feeling, very very nervous. How you What's feeling up? about how you feeling about the officiating? Because you know Brady and Rogers usually do get the calls that they want. So now oh the officials are going to so, walk in and go, "Okay, what do we do now?" They got to choose. Whichever coach choose. pays them more money before hey. the game. <laughs> That's why it helps me at Lambo. I mean, it's hard yeah. to make those calls in front of all the fans. So no one's no one's going to be able to like touch either quarterback. You know, no. someone will give Rogers like a high five before the game or like a handshake like after you know like <laughs> pat on the back or slap on the ass after a play. They'll be like, no, ejected, targeting. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, guys, like conduct. <laughs> <laughs> but so, Nick, how are you feeling about Packers, uh, the Packers Bucks? Who yeah, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Like, are you, how afraid are you of the Packers winning the Super Bowl? So I was, I was going to say this to you earlier, but, I, you know, the, the amount of confidence a Packers fan can have entering a game is just amazing to me in a good way because the a Bears fan I've never been able to feel that type of confidence since 2006 when I was like nine years old yeah so you know it's it's just like I, I it's envious and I've said it before like as a Bears fan I am envious of the Packers how they are built top to bottom because the McCaskies and the Bears are a disaster <laughs> walking into that game knowing how well the the Packers are built compared to the Bucks. The Bucks have a very fair weather fan base. I mean, you know, one of my good friends from college actually is one of their athletic trainers, and like he like takes selfies with Tom Brady. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> sweet. And I said like, overall, how do you feel and about the Bucks organization? He can't say much because he works for them, but um, he was like, I was like, who who do you got? He's like, obviously I got the Bucks. He goes, this is a different feeling here though now. Like it, COVID c- could not have come at a worse time for the Bucks. Like. This organization, that organization has young talent. It's built well, top to bottom. Um, I, I really, I'm with you, man. It's going to be a total shootout. And I'm more excited to watch that game than the Chiefs and Bills game. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I love Bills Mafia. You know, Mahomes is still on uh, concussion protocol. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know, but I'm, I'm with you. Same exact score, 34 pack, 27 um, uh, bucks. It's, it's going to be a shootout, but you know, Tom Brady takes one hit. You know, last time, last time an old guy was playing north of Illinois in a cold game and got knocked down was Brett Favre and the Vikings and the Bears. And what <laughs> happened? Brett Favre's career was over. So I, I don't know. I, I got 34-27 Packers. Uh, best of luck to you, Nathan. <laughs> Thank you. And that's a really good, like, I, that's good thing that I wanted to bring up, too, is they need to pressure Tom Brady. Like, oh, yeah. the Packers play this stupid, like, conservative defense that, and they did it against Goff too much too. Like at times they'll bring pressure and they get those big sacks and you're like, okay, great. And they go back to just like letting you sit there, completing these short passes underneath, 
And it's like they let you put these long drives together, which is stupid because you're putting Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. And, yes, they usually bend but don't break. Like, they're pretty good at not allowing touchdowns at, in, in the red zone. But it's like like they, they kind of built their whole defense around, like, don't give up big plays. And it's like, well, at least then you give Aaron Rodgers the ball right back instead of, like, you. I, it's just so dumb to me. And then when well, you have you – got, you got the Smiths, you got Gary, and you got Clark. So you got, like, four of the most efficient pass rushers in the NFL over the last, like, two years. And they're doing all years. these three-man rushes. And it's like, put some pressure on him. With Tom Brady, Tom Brady can't Roll beat Roll all four of those dudes just on the line. You know, it doesn't matter what the formation is. It's just, like, put all four of those guys and yeah. let them bull rush their way to Brady or, and see what happens. Or just have Tom Brady on fourth down thinking it's third down and, you know, <laughs> tricking him out. <laughs> But yeah, like Brady's so good at just when he can just sit back there and dissect the defense, pick you apart. As soon as you pressure him, and again, like you said, we've got some talented, talented pass rushers that can get to the quarterback, and they have been lately. Like our pass rush has been getting better and better. Rashawn Gary, I think, has been graded in the top two of our defense the last four games or something like that. Like he's really emerging. And if you can get to Brady, like that's how you beat them. That's how you, like the Saints did that to him when they killed them in the regular season. They got to Brady. He had an awful, like, that's how you get him an awful, awful, awful performance and get him thrown off. And, again, I mean, if they go out and they're doing these three-man rushes all the time and letting Brady sit back there, like, that's how we're going to lose this game is by just screwing it up ourselves and letting Brady do what he does best. He, the guy can't move, really. Like, he he's not getting out. Like, at least with Rodgers, it's like they put pressure on us in that first game. And Rodgers, like, our offensive line played a horrible game. That's another thing that just kind of got thrown off. The offensive line all of a sudden couldn't block anyone, and it was a weird game. But, like, at least with us, if you pressure Rodgers, he can at least, try, from time to time, make plays, run out, throw on the run, all that stuff. Brady can't really do that. And it's like, I just, it, I'm going to be livid if they aren't pressuring Brady at a very, very good amount because that's how you, that, that's just how you beat him. And the way you would lose this game is by letting him do what he's done the, this whole second half of his career, just sit back and... I mean, everyone always wonders, like, how does he do it? And it's like, it's because he just sits back there and they get, they scheme these guys open. He's got all these receivers too. And it's like, just, oh, if they don't pressure Brady, I'm going to be bad. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, I'm feeling pretty good. If you guys had to give score predictions for the Chiefs, Bills, and like a Super Bowl prediction, then how would you, what would you guys think in Garbs? I'll let you go first. Yeah. So also first, I want to touch on that Packers game. Yeah. Like, no, no. Um. I don't know, like, this upcoming one, I got to say, like, as a Lions fan, fuck Aaron Rodgers. But as, like, a football fan, it is fun as hell to watch him. Like, if you just throw allegiance aside and just sit there to watch football, that dude is I, – I, I have to give credit where credit is due. He's, like, one of the best quarterbacks I'll ever watch in my lifetime. But, like – and that's one of those tough things. Is like, I really – as I watch him play, it's hard not to kind of almost root for him, as, even as a Lions fan, of sit there and be like – dang, he's really good. I want to see him. But also as a football historian, like, you know, or like someone who's a history buff with the NFL, Super Bowl number one, Packers Chiefs. Yeah. I would love to see that right now. That'd be Which, awesome. I, you know, there's a strong chance of seeing it. It's like I'd, Packers Chiefs was the first ever Super Bowl. I think it would be fun to get a rematch um, all these years later. But, yeah, now then going into Chiefs Bills, it all depends on Mahomes. And I've heard these yeah. reports that they're trying to get 
the Chiefs game postponed. I know that's so stupid. And I'm just like, no man, man, that's not how this works. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you think the Eagles could postpone it when they didn't have Carson Wentz and had Imagine to go with if Nick they Foles? did that. Like, and then like from now on to the end of time, every single team that had an injured player would be like, we should get our game moved back. <laughs> it's like yeah, like, like you think the Lions could do that in regular season games? Like when we had like when Stafford was hurt, we couldn't be like, hey, postpone. We couldn't get our game postponed when we were missing every coach on our team and had to put interns for our coaching staff. So, like, you know, but I think it all is going to really come down to, like, if Mahomes can play. Because we saw who – God, who is it? Is it Chad Henney? Yeah. Who, yeah. yeah. Anything yeah. is possible. Anything's possible. And, like, he didn't play terribly in that, like, last little bit. But, like, man, okay, as someone who's had his handful of concussions himself – uh, seeing that Mahomes one where he just looked like he didn't know where he was or who he was or what was going on. Like he went, like, I didn't even think that hit was that bad. And then when yeah, you saw oh, no, him wait, like stumbling to get up, it was like, Oh God, no, I'm <laughs> just because Mahomes is another one of those guys you just have to root for. You yeah. you can't hate Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. The only reason I ever don't root for him is like, if I want Rodgers to win the MVP over him, like I'm obviously rooting for him to throw picks or like something to like throw his stats off so we can say Rodgers the MVP or like with the goat conversation. Like I, I want, want Rodgers to, to have a slightly worse game than Rodgers. Yeah. It's not even yeah, like so it's, it's hard like, to even be like I hope he has a bad game. You're like I hope he just has an okay game today. Yeah, but it's like but then you see those plays like he had in that like even before he got hurt where it's like you thought he was dead to rights down and he like gets the ball off like it's nothing to something like yeah he's awesome he just. Like, I, I don't know. I think this game, it's all going to come down to that. I think this will still be just an absolute – I think this is going to be the most fun slate of playoff games. I know it's only two games now left, but, like, this – what great evenly matched teams, honestly, yeah. on both sides. And the great this is going to be fun as hell to watch. So I don't even have, like, a score prediction because I'm just hoping for a good game with Chiefs and Bills. Like, I, I would like the Chiefs to win – but also as like a Lions fan who's seen the adversity of these kind of teams, like it's hard not to be a Bills fan and just let them find like would they have like four years in a row of going to the Super Bowl where they didn't win? Yep. Stop. <laughs> yeah, it's like, crazy. Like yeah. I want them to win one. You know. Yeah. If you if you ever if you like want to get yourself into the like go Bills mode, watch. There's a thirty for thirty uh, documentary on the Bills. It's called Four Falls of Buffalo. Go watch that, and it covers their four Super Bowl runs that they they lost all four. Um, yeah. I'm going to have yeah. to jump into a plastic table for uh, Bill's Mafia if they win this one. But. <laughs> so yeah, you have you said you have Packers-Chiefs then? Uh, yeah, I think it will be Packers-Chiefs. Um, yeah. I, I really want a Super Bowl one rematch. That's that's all I can think of. I think there would be some really great like little like NFL history tidbits thrown in throughout that game too, which yeah. would just be really fun to listen to. But Who would you have winning? <laughs> I don't know. Again, I guess that so depends fun. on Mahomes, but yeah. uh, I think the Packers will pull that off because it's really hard to count out Aaron Rodgers at that point. Like, yeah. but again, it depends on Mahomes. But yeah. well, ask me again next week after it's decided. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. Um, Nick, how are you feeling about your Super Bowl matchup? So I got the Bills. What? Okay, so Chad Henney's quarterback. I got Bills winning. Yeah. If yeah. Patrick Mahomes is quarterback, I still have the Bills winning. Wow. I I, th- I think that the Bills are just too hot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're just it's just every single you know stage of that team is just good. They and, lost eleven, or they won eleven out of their last twelve games, and the one they didn't win was the Hale Murray. So like they were, yeah. yeah, they're hot. 
So they I mean they're they're just they're red hot right now. But here's one and here's an, another thing is that the Bills head coach has been through thick and thin with this team and he knows this team so well. He knows this matchup coming in. I mean, this guy probably hasn't slept 2 hours this week. Um, you know, I really think that the Bills so I got the Bills going to the Super Bowl. And I got the Bills winning. I mean, I know that's a hard, that's a very big take, but when you have a guy like Josh Allen who's hot, like if Aaron Rod- Aaron Rodgers is always hot, but yeah. like you have a guy who's for the first year in his career hot, kind of like Rodgers in like 2010 when he won the Super Bowl, he got hot at the end of the year, and that's how like jump started his career, kind of. Exactly, like made him the, the dominant quarterback that he is. This could be the start for Josh Allen. I not saying that the the Bills and Chiefs. Is not going to be a shootout if Mahomes is quarterback. Um, you know, Chad Henney, I don't, I mean, I don't know. He's always been like a backup guy. I got the Bills winning 34 to 17 with Henny, and I got them winning 34 to 24 with Mahomes. It, it's just the, the Bills are just too hot right now. And Super Bowl wise, I think that it's going to be. Because of how both teams are, I think it's going to be 21-17 Bills. It's just going to be a super close game. So uh, I'm I'm pumped, like Max was saying. Like, this is going to be some of the most fun in the playoffs we've seen in a long time. I just wish fans were in it. Yeah, like, yeah. And I don't, such a difference. Yeah, and I don't think that's a crazy take at all. Like, they going into the playoffs, it became like, Earlier, I was kind of saying maybe the Titans could give the Chiefs a run or the Ravens, and now it became, okay, the Bills are kind of the team that has the best shot of beating them. And so I'm, I would not, you know, there's no, neither one of those teams, if the Packers do beat the Bucks, neither one of those teams is like, oh, I'd, I'd much rather play them because it's like, yes, they have, like, the Chiefs are amazing. They have Pat Mahomes. They have, they are the Chiefs um, defending Super Bowl champs. But it's like, yeah, the Bills, I'm not, they're just as good, if not better, like right now. Um, and like you said, if, if, Mahomes is playing. I still might want to go Bills, but I don't know, man. I Andy Reid, I love Andy Reid. Like he that offense, that whole team, I just feel like they'll find a way with Mahomes if he's in there. It's so hard to stop their offense cuz the problem with their the problem with the Chiefs too is like you can't get a lead on them because then they're just forced to throw 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 and you can't stop the throw. And it's like you have to just like they have to be like winning by like 3 late run the ball when they shouldn't, you get the ball back and score a last-second touchdown. Like, that's kind of how you have to beat. Like, it's just the Texans last year go up 24-zip, and it's like that was almost like the worst thing that could happen because then it's just Mahomes, 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 and you can't Activated stop. Mahomes. He just yeah, and it's like, like, okay. They're just like, But, yeah, you get them to just touchdown. run those little runs with Daryl Williams and because uh, Hilaire's probably going to be out, so it'll be like Daryl Williams and Le'Veon Bell who both He might be back, actually, I heard. Best. Oh, he might? I heard, yeah. Damn. But, I mean, even then still, you're running with three, like – pretty average running backs all told who you know like yeah that's the thing is i i really like how you said that it's like to stop the chiefs you actually have to let them keep them in the first like you have to let them beat you and kind of get full of themselves and And then then andy Reid into running too much and then you get an aaron Rodgers hail mary at the last second or something yeah see this is where you need jeff janice back you get jeff janice you beat the chiefs it's (laughs) confirmed (laughs) But yeah, I'll go. I'll I'll pick the Chiefs um, if Mahomes plays. I will pick the Chiefs in a close game, like 34-31. You know, shootout, another shootout type game. Like two these these two games should be really really good. Like I have 34-27 Packers, 34-31 Chiefs. 
Um, and then if it's Chiefs Packers, man, oh, I I can't pick against the Packers in the Super Bowl, but I will just so I don't feel like I'm being biased. So I'll go <laughs> Chiefs, Chiefs thirty one, Packers twenty seven. In so you're, no matter what, it'll be a good game. <laughs> yes. But mark it we down. Save Nathan that said, audio clip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark this it is down. just Nathan so I'm not being the biased. The Packers will lose the Super Bowl to the Chiefs this year. That's just so I'm not being biased. Otherwise, I I don't know. I feel I I want to pick the Packers. I I do think the Packers would probably win, but I just feel feels weird being like Packers Super Bowl, Packers Super Bowl. Like, it's weird to think there might be like a trap game Super Bowl of like, <laughs> oh yeah, the Packers are totally gonna win. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I like we keep saying this should be a really 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 fun you know, weekend and then Super Bowl, no matter who's playing, like no matter what matchup we get, it's going to be two great quarterbacks, two great teams, two great offenses filled with, you know, studs. So definitely looking forward to it. Um, that's pretty much all we got today, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um, so looking forward to watching some football. Hopefully you all um, enjoy these games. Go Pack Go, of course. So signing off. You can follow me at Nathan Marzian, Gerbs at Max Gerbs. Nick, what's your Twitter? Uh, Chicago Nick with no K. All right, sweet. And then you can follow the podcast account at Split Div Pod. And then we also have um, Eli is usually on this podcast with Packers. We have him at Book of Eli underscore NFL. Max is usually on here as well at Max Markham NFL. And then Jared at Jared Bars NFL. So yeah, um, enjoy your football, guys. Go Pack Go. Hopefully next time you hear me, I will be celebrating the Packers being in the Super Bowl. Go Packers. <laughs> Thank you.